French city. No, we don't allow guys. I simply said you were coming. I know you're famous. I was once, sort of. Not anymore. week my brother i'm gonna let him sing his songs the whole way through this show sir one of the few guys that actually got better in the 80s never happened but it did to him yeah. wild wildflowers is my f- one of my favorite albums ever so that was early 90s he really kicked it into gear. It was full moon fever i want to say mid to late 80s and then kept it going that Greatest Hits was released in the early 90s, and that's where this one, this song was off of. Yeah. This was like a bonus track. It I think was. There was a couple uh, bonus tracks on that Greatest and Hits. And of course, you remember who was the star of the video. Who was Mary Jane? Well, what's funny is I wasn't going to come in here with nothing when it comes to Tom <laughs> Petty trivia. All I have today is Tom <laughs> Petty trivia. I'm not even kidding. So that was my, uh, that was the one I found the most interesting also. Okay. Uh, yeah, what actress? Uh Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. And she played a corpse. Yes. And he dressed up like a bride. Yeah, that was uh, a <laughs> little weird. A little weird, not going to lie. get away with it. Also, one of the best backing band names, the Heartbreakers. It kind of sucks that. that he died of a heart attack, though. Because <laughs> if you're thinking about the Heartbreakers, the irony there is actually... Pretty pretty foul. Well, so I'm going to give you a second one. I so. mean, you got a 50-50 shot of dying from a heart attack pretty no, much, right? It's like, the best, if you live what, long what is, enough... What does Kenny Rogers say? Get. The best you could owe for is to die in your sleep, right? Yep. And yep. So if, if the guy went to bed and never woke up, I, I think everybody kind of wants that. The nice, peaceful, quiet death. And um, so I'm going to come right back at you with a trivia question, because you had Kim Basinger, 
That was one of two gigantic movie stars that have starred in a Tom Petty video. Do you know who the second was? And do you know the song for an extra 10 points? Well, what's funny is I think you got me. But there's a couple of songs that I could think of, and maybe I can get there. Um, All right, the song... Free Fallen? Nope. Okay, uh, Learning to Fly? Nope. I think he got me. All right. Won't back down? Nope. <laughs> Those are all good ones, though. But it's what? Into the Great Wide Open. Into the Great Wide Open. Which is another late song. I love song. that song, yeah. Great song. Another late song from Tom Petty, which, again, I think one of the things that makes him so remarkable is he hit his commercial identity in the 70s, right? And Damn the Torpedoes, I think, 1979. Yeah, that was his third album, right. I think. But that was that the really... first, like, you right. know, one of the great stories I remember about Tom Petty is all records back then used to cost $8.98. This is, you know, way before the digital download days. Okay. And um, the record company knew his sales were going to be so high, they wanted to charge $9.98 for that record. He was so pissed at that idea that he threatened to name the album $8.98. Just to confuse... J- just to be like, you know... <laughs> the stores and the record labels. Right. Um, so, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's had a not only a remarkable career, but has done some really interesting stuff. And, and I don't know, reinvented himself multiple times. And we talked about this many, many, many times on the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. What's the last time the Rolling Stones put out a relevant song? Like a good song. Yeah, we did. We, we, we identified it as 1981. Right. <laughs> we started well, that's a good album. Right. And I don't believe that's the case with Petty. I, I feel like he had two separate careers. He had this, like, you know, kind of Americana, almost Southern Rocky uh, type career early in, you know, his life in the 70s, and then had this completely different career which in my, in my mind was multiple stages starting with another trivia question for you Nick okay the founder of one of the great supergroups of all time which I know we've talked about oh yeah this I love this out the volume one traveling Wilburys traveling one of my favorite album Wilburys absolutely remarkable and you know when you can call up Bob Dylan and Roy Orbison and you know and be like yo what you guys doing <laughs> you want to get in a band and they're all like, yeah, we're down. We'll, we'll get in the band with you, Tom. I mean, that to me is uh, just absolutely insane. And and the guy, you know, he's had so many different incarnations of his career, but he's also done some crazy interesting projects. So let me finish the trivia question that I asked you. Into the Great Wide Open, who is the star of that video? Yeah, I just don't remember. Remember it tells the tale of like a rocker coming to L.A. It was kind of almost like... Uh, you know the song "Superstar" don't or, or uh, "Shooting Star." Don't yeah, you bad. Yeah, bad company, that, that, I think that was the inspiration for this. Like, so he like tells his tale, like you know, Johnny bought a record, right? So uh-huh. Tom Freddy's telling the tale. Of this guy comes to L.A. and becomes a huge rock star, and you know, uh, it's Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is oh, the star it's, it's of that dude. video. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, way so, off. Into the great wide open is he's in the music video, and uh, it's the whole story. So he of his plays career, the guy who from young to old. And uh, it's an amazing watch. So if you're out there, yeah, you I gotta go. I'll have to watch you know, it. Three minutes and forty five seconds big, uh, of a video. I'm a big fan of that uh, song. Oh, sure. it's, uh, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. What was that song. album called? That was the one after with Learning to Fly. That was the one after Full Moon Fever, right? Yes. I forget the name of the album though, but uh, uh, I believe Into the Great Wide Open was the name. Oh, of the so album. that was the name yeah, of the that album. Was the name of the album. I don't know how many other great songs were on there. Um, learning to fly, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That was, uh, I think that was the big one. And he put Bil- out a lot Bil- of albums. Last is on there. I like that. He put out a lot of albums after even Wildflowers. Sure, like he didn't stop. Right, no, he had a he had an album release called Hypnotic Eye in 2014, dude. So you know, the last DJ was a reasonable album, 2002. Mojo, 2010. I don't know anything that's on that, but like, you know. She's the one into the great wide open. Those are all '90s albums, and then you obviously have uh, what he did earlier, which is just ridiculous. And uh, I don't know. I-, I love traveling Wilburys. You know, one of the great things about traveling Wilburys, there's no volume two. They went from volume one to volume three for some reason. Yeah, and uh, there's somebody not on volume three. Is it did Roy Orbison die? Somebody died. I don't know. For some reason, volume three. Who would have guessed that Bob Dylan's the one that outlasts everybody else in that group? <laughs> oh, is that everybody's dead? I think everybody's dead. 
Wow. Let's take a look. Is Bob Dylan the last? So there's five guys in the supergroup. I mean, Bob Dylan was barely alive when that volume one came out. <laughs> what else? Who, can you name them all? I can do, I mean, Roy Orbison, George Harrison, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan. Yep. And I'm missing one guy, right? Yeah. Is it the drummer from ELO? The drummer from ELO. <laughs> Does that that's, count? Yeah. I think that's one of the great jokes about uh, uh, about the joke uh, or, or about that band. But I think it's Jeff Lynn. That's it. That sounds right. Yep. How's Jeff, he doing? Jeff Lynn is alive. All right. Born in 1947. So I think Jeff Lynn and Bob Dylan got to get on tour together. Yeah, Volume 3 did not include Roy Orbison. So there you go. And that might be why there was never they a Volume, volume two. 2. yeah. Yep, absolutely. So that's that's crazy. But uh, here's another one for you. Okay. Tom Petty's got a bizarre acting career. Bizarre acting career. Um, he did a bunch of cameos in very, very interesting things, including my favorite sitcom ever. Ever. And it was the most unique sitcom ever. And I'm going to give you clues as to what it is because it's not an easy get. Knowing me, you might not even know this, but this was, you'll definitely know when you hear it. This guy was one of my absolute comedic idols and changed the way I looked at comedy altogether. The show was named after him and it was on Fox. So there's your clues. The show was named after the, the, show was after the, the comedian. comedian? Yep. So it was his show and it was on Fox and it was a sitcom. And it had the best theme song of any sitcom ever. Hmm. Most ingenious theme song I've ever heard in my life. Hmm. And this, just so I'm clear, this is definitely a comic, yes. not a actor. He, he was a comic, stand-up comic, this show, and then he did so one it, more. It's not like According to Jim or no. whatever, yeah, no, something no. like that. Then he did Jim one Belushi. more show. Which was a huge success after that show, and it was an HBO show. So those are your clues. Mm. Mm. Man, it's a lot of clues, but for some reason, I'm not putting the puzzle pieces together. Judd Apatow is this guy's, like, I don't know how to put it, but, uh, like, his one of his best friends who was, like, when this guy died, it was everybody was going on Judd Apatow. Oh, Gary Shaling. Gary Shaling. I should have gone. Yep. So right, because it was the Larry Sanders show. It was the Gary Shandling show. That's on, right. On Fox. And Tom Petty played his neighbor. Oh wow! He was. Boy, I have, a, I've got to go back and see that show. Multiple cameos. Because I remember loving it as a kid, but I just I haven't was, seen it in twenty was, years or thirty years, whatever it's been out. Genius. And Tom Pet- Petty played himself as Gary Shandling's neighbor. How many appearances? Uh, many. Okay. Uh, it was a reoccurring guy. He was also lucky on King of the Hill. Like, if you remember Luann's boyfriend, Lucky, like the voice. I don't. I never saw King, King of the Hill. King of the Hill was a great show. Yeah. L- Lucky was just a great character, but it was Tom Petty's voice that, okay. that did it. So he did really, like... Yeah, he could cross between, like, the Southern Rock California guy. He was born in Florida, so he sort of had all different... There's another trivia question I had for you, sir. What city was Tom Petty born in? Mm, major city? Home of a major university. The Tallahassee? The other major university. Oh, Gainesville. Gainesville, Florida. Uh, so on the campus um, of University of Florida, Tom Petty worked as a groundskeeper early in his life, and he planted trees. So there's a, a lime tree in the center of campus called the Tom Petty tree that he planted when he was a groundskeeper there as a kid. All right. As a teenager. So it's truly Gainesville was his home. So you can get a Tom Petty lime? Yeah. For the know, lime tree? I mean, come on. Everybody right. should be going out. Getting some Coronas, getting a Tom Petty lung, <laughs> raising go. a glass to this guy. Cause At least make some guacamole with it. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I could sort of see like a, uh, who was that dude? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Paul Newman, right? So we should have the Tom Petty lime <laughs> variety. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Key sure. lime pie, you could have like the lime on the... Uh, the yeah, very the underrated, chips. very underrated. Right. Margaritas. Straight from Gainesville, Florida, it is a Tom Petty lime. So... I don't know. I mean, this was this was a tough one for me, dude, because uh, he's only sixty six. You know what I mean? Like my old my dad's seventy four. Sure. And I'm like borrow time. I mean, I know he's nah, nobody was. Uh, stuff. I don't think anybody was expecting this. No, and, and he was one of those guys. And there's only a handful of them even left now that I I just woke up every day being like, you know, this guy's still out there. 
that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like Bruce Springsteen's that kind of guy. Like when when I lose Bruce, it's going to be a different world for me from that. Yeah, it's point so forward. weird in music because it just didn't they didn't follow up the generation before this one. This you know, like if you think about the bands I would want to go see, uh, leave jam bands out of it. Pop, you know, more pop mainstream stuff. Sure. You know, I still just want to go see the Who. Stones, Springsteen, Billy Joel—you know that that's sort of that generation, and 70s they're, they're getting older. And I mean, hard, you know. harder to find. I mean, yeah. I got to see Petty at his peak. I, I went to the Dogs with uh, Wings tour. Um, and was that in '95, '94, '95? I saw that tour then. I guess. Yeah, and, and that was—I think I was a junior in high school, and it was at the Garden. Yeah, it makes sense. I saw him at the Spectrum, junior in high school. Like twenty of us from high school went, yep. and it was like—I actually that was—I don't know if I told you this, but that was the time I tried to get through security with an entire case of beer on me, <laughs> like uh, twenty-four cans of 24 beer. Cans of beer. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I mean, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging, right? I'm gonna and, go you down got, and you got through. No. Oh no no. <laughs> no, no I can tell that they were they're pulling them like out of my hood. Out of my <laughs> they're just like cracking up because they're like, yeah, we get to take this home. Thanks a lot. Like yeah, you know, <laughs> twenty four. It's not like one or two. And like, no, uh, they no, were like no, no, slapping no, their no, knees, no. laughing. Like I, it was back in the you know the cargo pants days. <laughs> and I, was just, I was like, all right, let's load it up. Yeah, we, we've had a few experiences with concerts. There's going to be a time when I actually get to some of the concert stories that I've got of you, but it's it's not now. But pretty. No. Petty no, in the 90s. It's not, it's not ever. What, <laughs> that was, that no, was just no. particularly one, funny. One day the inflatable shark story will be told. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the world needs to hear that story, Nick. It's, it gets the most laughs of any story I've ever told of you in, in the world, and people love it. Um, the quiz audience will not get it, though, for a long time. we got to keep you in what's called suspense. So, Petty, you know, the concerts were just ridiculous, and... Um, the, the career is insane, and he's, uh, you know, he's just... Oh, folks, he's one, one of those guys, guys where he went to his concert, and he knew 23 out of 25 songs that he played, and, yep. you know, there's not a lot of downtime at no. a Confetti concert. And, and even when he did the slower stuff, the, you know, it's all good. It's just all good stuff. Like, I, I there's not a lot of guys like him that have ever existed, and... Um, yeah, that's uh, it's rough too, and and the worst part is like he just completed his 40th anniversary tour, and from all accounts, it was raging. Like he was still playing, the band was still playing hard. You know, older guy, but as far as the 66 year old guy up there slinging with the guitar every night, he was still, you know, bringing it. Well, I mean, it's nobody the one brings thing it about like Bruce, but the one thing about guitar is it seems that you don't get worse. No, BB like King even, was like on a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> remember wheel when Fish guy, wheeled oh, him out? God, do I remember? <laughs> 28 minutes of BB King. Uh, but you could still play the guitar. Uh, it does seem that certain instruments, I mean, especially, I think, the drums, it's like going to war every night. No question. Whereas playing the guitar, you don't get worse at it. Yeah, the guy from Metallica is like, I have to, like, the level of... Who, Lars? Yeah, the level of <laughs> massage I have to go uh, through yeah. to get ready to play a night at drums at this age. You know, it's just... just uh, it's violent. It's, oh, you know... It's just ridiculous. But, All right. Let's get into the actual show here. We just gave uh, Tom Petty 20 minutes of our time and worth every second. And you know what? I'm playing his stuff throughout the whole podcast. What do you think of that? I can live with it. All right. Uh, throw your first question my way, General Knowledge, since we just did about a million different Tom Petty trivia questions. I, I think we gave you a pretty pretty good overview of the man. All right. The juice is loose. Juice is loose. He's been released. Yeah. Official. The juice is loose. I love it. Uh, give it to you within. So, we, so Tom Petty dies, but OJ Simpson <laughs> comes back into general population. So that's, yes. that seems fair. Yes, and I actually have a. Uh, well, anyway, let's let's get to this part first. Okay. So I'll give it to you within two years in either direction. How many years was OJ in prison? It's gonna go nine. Got it exactly right. Yeah, nine I, year I kinda, prison I, term. I kind of remember hearing this a couple months ago when they were talking about all of it. You know what I'm saying? I, the number surprised me only because I feel like he's been in there forever. Yeah. And he, most of the time it's like, a, man, it's been five years had already. like a very but... short six-year window between being, or maybe it was more than that, but like he was out, he was out that, of prison for nine the, years I, after the trial. I feel like I don't remember that time. Right. It was like he got released, and I feel like yeah, so quickly he, had, he... We were listening to a lot of Jim Rome back then, and if you remember, he was popping up in the news all the time. Oh, yeah, well, Wendy Williams show. And, and, right, yes. Yeah, so all that I stuff I mean, I've also seen out. the documentaries in the last year or so. Right. I, I, I do remember that now, but, man, it just seemed quick. Um, you remember, other guy remember that's on the loose. Pedro Guerrero, she's out there going around with Pedro Guerrero. That was post? 
Yeah, that trial. Was, that was post trial. Okay, I thought that that Absolutely. clip was. Absolutely, no, he was. Uh, we gotta Flo- find that clip. He at was some in point. Florida. Yeah, oh, I'll there. find it in five seconds. You kidding? This <laughs> is the, the world funniest. of the internet, folks. She's doing Phil, cocaine. Fill time with Nick. Pedro Guerrero. <laughs> All right, so another guy that got released, uh, and I don't know if you will know him by his name, but it's one of the great nicknames, Salvatore Gravano. Does that name mean anything to you? Sammy the Bull? Sammy the Bull Gravano. Sammy the Bull Gravano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the informant under in Gotti, right? Gotti? He was a hitman is what right, I thought. He was, yeah, but, but he, he was the informant. But wasn't he the informant that gave up Gotti? Oh, was he? I don't know. I think so. Okay. I think he was the guy that, like, the FBI so he got, got to turn. So he got, uh, he got free, and then he ended up getting locked up for... Was it 25 years for running an ecstasy ring in Arizona? Something like that? I don't know. I read a quick article, but... Just now? He got locked up for 20 years? No, no, he just got out. Oh, he just got out? Yeah, he just got out. Oh, I think he was doing 25 years. Maybe he didn't do the full 25, but... He was, like, under witness protection, I think. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I'm under witness protection. I might as well run an ecstasy ring. They probably sent him to Arizona in witness protection. Yeah. He ran an ecstasy ring out there, and then they locked him up. (laughs) A, I, love how those, I love how those guys aren't like, I'm just going to go do something normal and just like, you know, get a good life. Well, there's like, no better witness protection movie than My Blue Heaven. Oh, love that Martin. movie. And Rick Moranis, <laughs> one of my all-time favorite and he's movies. Like, I mean, he's running like a Little League scam. You could melt all oh, this stuff. <laughs> I love you should have be here. Oh, my God. My Blue Heaven is one of the most underrated movies. You know what's crazy about that movie, Nick? Steve Martin came out for the part of Rick Moranis. Yeah. He, that that's who he auditioned for, was that role. And to this day, I don't hang up my coat and throw my pants in the corner. Remember <laughs> <laughs> that lesson? Because then you'll have to wash the pants, and eventually the pants won't match the, the coat. Jacket. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love every part about it. But yeah, when he goes to like the pet shop, and he's like, I knew a bird who could say that once. You dirty rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I found it. It's uh, we got four minutes to give to this because it's uh, Jim Rome's whole little thing here. Sh- should we let it roll? See what happens. I don't know. Can we cut it down? Eh, could find it. Uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll four minutes it. is a long time. We'll, we'll get it to you next week. I'm sure it's Rome talking about it. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it to the Quizzo audience at some point. Yeah. Time. But rest assured, this 911 call from OJ Simpson about his girlfriend running around doing cocaine <laughs> with Pedro, Pedro Guerrero, Guerrero is worth your time. <laughs> you should go look it up yourself. You don't even have to worry about it. But that's that's what I remember from the OJ out days. Before Who decided OJ that 911 calls should be public? I don't know. But I, it's I mean, bad. I love it. It's, but, a, it's, a, ter- it's, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What's your favorite 911 call? But I get, Take that one off the table. Oh, my God. That is so hard because there's some absolutely classic ones. I love the one where the I, woman complained about the McDonald's. barbecue cheeseburger. No, it was, it was Burger King. That's, <laughs> Burger, where, was, that's yeah. where my head was going right away because the woman wouldn't couldn't order the barbecue Whopper with the onion rings, and this, the restaurant had the ingredients. That was why she called nine one. She's like, they have the ingredients; they just won't do it. Yeah, she called nine one one, ma'am. <laughs> we can't help you with your fast food. There's been some gross. The guy tried to get a ride home from the liquor store. Oh, yes. That's, that's <laughs> they a good told one. me to call you guys. They told me to call like, you. This is not a taxi service. Sir, <laughs> this okay. is not a taxi service. All right, I got a couple for you here. Um, a peanut is not a nut, but rather what word that begins with the letter L, Nick? It's a legume. Hey, there you go. Legume. When was the last time somebody referenced eating a legume? Um, if you've ever done those diets, they're like the caveman diets, right. or the one of the rules is no legumes. Oh, yeah? So you could eat, I think you could eat almonds, right. but you can't eat peanuts. Because it's a legume. It's a legume, which right. is like beans. There you go. And things like that, which is kind of odd because I've been doing a lot of reading about like people who live to be 100 years old. Like, how do they, what do they have in common? You know, like, for instance, living in New York City yep. is not something they have in common. The stress of living in a city seems to take time off your life. Like, people who... Spend their times on rocking chairs on front porches. They sort of seem to have a hundred in common. But of all the dietary things, uh, bean diets, right? Like lots of beans seems to be good. Very, very good. Okay. Yeah. So, so for eat, everybody out there, eat. Try to figure out ways to get beans and legumes, legumes into your diet. Into your diet, not out. Not all right. Out. 
Uh, throw one more back at me. I'll do one more. We'll move on to sports. All right. Let's see. What did I find uh, most interesting? This year? Oh, this is, uh, you know, people say, how do you come up with all these questions every week? And, you know, one of the, the gr- one of the great things about the stuff is if you pay attention to anniversaries and things coming up and birthdays, I mean, it, it, it is endless. And as we've proven over the last 14 sure. years, it's a constant it is, cycle <laughs> of trivia. You just have to pay it's attention. It's a circle to it. of life. But what, but, but what you can do sometimes is if you're behind the information. So, like, if something turns 100 and everybody knows about it, but I miss it. Well, sure. this one I'm on. Okay. okay? What brand of... Of cheese, what American brand of cheese will be celebrating its 100 years next year? I can only name one American. And now brand of cheese. I don't think anybody knows this, but I'm sure there's going to be a big campaign coming up next year about I only how this know is one, turning 100. I only know one brand of cheese, Nick Kraft. <laughs> well, what what is the brand that Kraft puts out? Uh, the Kraft Singles. Nope. Or, 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 or oh, uh, Velveeta. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100. Really? Like, I thought Velveeta was invented in, like, the 80s. Me too. Like, that's insane that That's 100 years old that now. That brick, the squeeze che- <laughs> I When I was a kid, I learned how to make macaroni and cheese, and it was like, my mom taught me how to make the pasta. Like, with the powder? Then, no, with Velveeta. Oh, you made it with the Velveeta. Yeah, I would cut up the slices shells? of the Velveeta. Yeah, I would make oh, yeah. shells so and Velveeta. But she didn't have, like, the pre-done packages. That wasn't out when I was really little. That came a little bit later. It was like it was like a big square of Velveeta. What I yeah. would do is, yeah, I would cut like yeah. slices it's of like it. a big thing of butter almost. Yeah, it looks yeah, like, yeah, but it comes exactly. in aluminum but foil. It, but it was but it was Velveeta. Uh, so I'd put that layered on top of the bigger shells. So like you know, I'd get those big shells, uh, and it was ridiculous. So, well, I know you are one of the great macaroni and cheese connoisseurs. Oh, so. <laughs> I I once ordered, folks, a $50 bowl of macaroni and cheese at a restaurant in New York City. Okay, I'm not proud of myself. I'm not proud of myself, but I did it. What did that have, like, um, truffles in it? Oh, yeah, it had every exotic thing. And I got to tell you, it was terrible. It was like, really? It was one of the most disappointing experiences of my entire life because it wasn't that it was bad. It was just that it was so not anything special. And it was like too many chefs spoil the broth, too many cheeses spoil the mac. I couldn't figure out what I was tasting. Yeah, and you got to be careful. Stuff. Like, I, I was with my daughter uh, out to breakfast. Sure. And she's like, I want macaroni and cheese. And I'm like, it's breakfast. Don't get macaroni and cheese. Like, this place is kind of fancy. You're, you're not going to like it. Well, of course, the macaroni and cheese comes. She won't take a bite of it. Right. I end up eating the whole thing. It was delicious. Yeah, that's <laughs> the problem. Like, but kids, is like, they don't need five cheeses. I, I have found the best mac and cheese that I've ever eaten, though. And it's in New York City at a place called Dig In. It's a chain of restaurants. Um, that's all farm fresh foods. Oh, you were so telling me about yeah. this place. And they have this mac and cheese with like, oh man, I don't even know. How, how big to of a chain is it? it? There's none around here, know. right? No, definitely not. Maybe there might be like ten or fifteen of them in New York. In City, New York but City, I think that's it. Um, Problem I, is, whenever I'm in New York, it's sort of like eating as an event, not like a grab it a well, bite. The good thing but... is they only give you a tiny scoop of it, and it's next to like. Tons of vegetables and like grilled chicken, so you feel like, all right, I can let myself enjoy oh, see, this I love like that. tiny little thing of mac and cheese. It's going to be in the context of this meal. Yeah, it's like um, uh, Malcolm Gladwell. He did this thing on how nothing makes him more angry than he when, when he sees people eating non-fat yogurt because <laughs> he's like, you're eating this gigantic tub of something that tastes disgusting. <laughs> As opposed to just getting real yogurt that's delicious and having less of it. <laughs> right, that's really true. Yeah, that's so true, and that is disgusting. It's absolutely the worst. All free yogurt is right. awful. I found this to be absolutely fascinating. I got your question answered, right? Uh, the question about Velveeta, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just just one minute. Sometimes we move on and I forget to even answer. We just get into a conversation, so it's a good one. But this is, uh, this is one that I found absolutely fascinating, Nick. What Asian country has... 13,000 7-Elevens compared to the 8,000 in the United States. Well, there's two gigantic... Well, there's more than two gigantic Asian countries, but... (laughs) That's right. I'm going to go with China. That is incorrect, Nick. India? That is also incorrect. All right, then I never had a shot. Japan. Okay. Can you imagine how much smaller Japan is than the United States? Absolutely insane. And there's almost two times the number of 7-Elevens? Like think about uh, what is going think about on. where you live. How close is it? Dude, I have a Seven Eleven that is probably within a mile and a half of my house. Right. 
I haven't been there in five years. <laughs> I the only reason I go there is because Navy Federal has like reciprocity with their ATMs. Okay, so you don't have to, to pay a draw. Right. I think they so. tried to switch a propane tank there. Yeah, you know how they had yeah, the propane yeah, like yeah, five years ago. They, they 30, were out of them. There's thirteen thousand of them in Japan. That means like I, I think Seven Eleven though is so. Inferior Are they serving the same food? Like, is it I that? Is, what is that? A pepperoni I, roll I or is it a hot dog? I what the hell is know. that stuff? I want to know. I'm sure it's like this super advanced, crazy, like far out 7-Eleven with kiosks and. How know. bad is the pizza in your town if you're scoring a pizza at 7-Eleven? I don't even know what to say to you. If you've <laughs> ever eaten a pizza from 7-Eleven, if you've ever eaten <laughs> I, well, a pizza listen, listen, chicken, have I ever eaten a? I, I probably have in right. a desperate. There's lots late of things, night. but you know you would have eaten a piece of pizza out of a garbage can. It wouldn't matter to you. Seven Eleven, Seven Eleven. I wouldn't have phrased it like that, but yeah. <laughs> okay, but that's, that, but <laughs> that's, the, deny that's it. the experience, right? Where that would happen. <laughs> All right, let's move on to sports since we're we're 30 minutes in and we're only in our second category. Um, I think uh, I think we all saw what happened last night, and this question, I mean, we've asked this so many different ways, but it's coming up and up and up and up about uh, Aaron Judge. And, yeah, and, so he's uh, up to 52 yep. for the regular season. He hit a two-run shot last night, yep. and he became the third Yankee rookie in history to homer in his first postseason appearance. I get, did I get it all? You got it all. all right. You got the, you know, the other <laughs> He's two? He's 6'7", 285. Yeah, how's that happen? Yeah, go for the Yankees. They need it. You know what I mean? They, they had they had been bad for, uh, what, six months, so it's good That's they right. found themselves a slugger. Thank God <laughs> they finally got somebody I was getting to replace worried. Derek Jeter. I was yeah. getting worried for no, the ratings on the Fox Network. You actually hear Yankee fans that talk like, it's been forever since oh. we've won anything. Yeah, you, you actually have the get that out of them. the bullpen in baseball. Oh. You have... Uh, I will say this. There isn't a lot of that... Huge free agent money on this team, though. I mean, Chapman, yes, he's the big, the big guy that and Sabathia from a while ago. But as far as like Judge and Sanchez, who are their two best players, yeah. they are homegrown Yankees. <laughs> which, when the Yankees were, you good, always fall for that that homegrown Yankee thing. You you love that homegrown I don't, Yankee. I don't love it's it because they fleeced everybody with their garbage <laughs> overpriced. <laughs> Veterans, and then they and then they fleece other there, teams. There were, for the year, young there were years where that happened, where the Yankees yeah, the, the like last seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then they <laughs> rebuilt. You know, but I want to give a shout to my Milwaukee Brewers who who exceeded expectations and came up just a couple of games short. So bummer for you guys. But uh, Aaron Judge first. Uh, you got the other two Yankee rookies that did it. I don't. Uh, do, do I, you want me to think about it or is no? It? I don't know it, but I, I know there. I think uh, Jeter might have been one uh, as well. So, did he really? Uh, it's it's. Certainly Makes possible. Sense. Um, all right, throw one at me, and I got one more for you. Actually, I have a couple. Uh, all right, I shouldn't say I got one. Yeah, I got a couple here. Um, let's see. Where do I want to go with this? Well, did you see whose statue is in danger? Whose statue is in danger? <laughs> yeah, another statue in danger. Oh no! Seventy-five thousand people have signed a petition to remove this guy's Ty statue. Cobb? Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. <laughs> He's got a statue outside of uh, Raven Stadium in Baltimore. Why? And 75,000 people Oh, because have to... he got down on knees. Yep. And yeah, the funniest thing in the world, the funniest thing in the world was when I was showing everybody at the studio, Ray Lewis sitting with the rest of the linebacking core of the Ravens at that. It, and they're like, Ray Lewis is still playing football? I'm like, no, he's just standing right on the field with the team. <laughs> yeah, what is he? As he's the linebacker. Tell him that he doesn't play? I guess not. Well, I think he does the games. I guess. So he's down on the field, and you know he feels like he's got that that type of relationship. Oh, but I'm uh, just so not getting into this argument. It's all so ridiculous. I, I, I just can't believe that Baltimore turned on him that fast. Oh, I, mean, I heard Super Bowls the greatest player. I, I heard a lot of murderer history. comments made as far as uh, comments to Rayla. People just got to get their heads together, folks. You know, like everybody, calm down. Uh, so this like is far more interesting. Madness out there. We talk about like the best drafts of all time. Yep. I mean, for sure, you got to go to the 1984 NBA draft. And I guess you could argue maybe LeBron's draft, but really, I'm going to make a big argument here for the 84 draft because yeah, obviously Jordan, the greatest all time, Akeem. So, who was the third Hall of Famer taken within the first five picks of the 1984 NBA draft? Because we always talk about the three. But there was another Hall of Famer that went. Did Worthy? Fifth. Did Worthy come out the year before? Yes. Huh. That, that's where I think Worthy was the first pick in. Yeah, the that's, what I, that's draft, what I thought. If right, I'm, right. if I'm not mistaken, he was worthy of it. Um, yeah, James was worthy. Well, he came. He won the title. Did they win the title in '82? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just spouting. I don't. I don't have it in front of me. So, 
Worthy so might have came Jordan, out two so years. Jordan's before. year. Well, I know it wasn't Clyde because Clyde was already established. Was it a center? Nope. Yeah. It wasn't Scotty Pippen, was it? Did he come no. out the same year? No, he came later. That's what I thought. Uh, just not there. I don't know. It's a great question because obviously a third Hall of Famer would... It, it and just because this guy's name is probably one of the most famous names in basketball right now. Barkley? Barkley. Charles Barkley? Went fifth. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you really want to, he went to Auburn, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Auburn. Yep. Right. Bo Jackson, same, sure, same sure. time, right? That's, you know, that's amazing. I, yeah. I, I, he was the next guy I was going to, but I also, I thought he was a year earlier as well. But no, that makes a lot of sense. So. Then I could just give you a crazy one, and there was an, actually a fourth Hall of Famer taken in that round, no, but I, much later. Okay, it was it. John Stockton. No way from yeah. Gonzaga. Yeah. So that draft. Woo. 84 NBA draft. Get you some. That team sure. could beat anybody. Well, that was <laughs> the, major- the majority of the in, dream team. In history. You know, you're looking, every guy you just mentioned. Right, you got Stockton at a point. Except Hakeem, because he didn't play for the United States. Right. But, but I'm just know, saying, Stockton at the point, Jordan at the two, Barkley is the power forward. Yeah, one know, of the ten best centers like of all time, the best shooting Larry, guard of all time, second best point guard of all time, and I could make an argument, Barkley's top three power forward. Yeah, no question. Um... I, mean, I just want to know if you know this. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but do you know who? what financial company is the official sponsor of England's Premier League? Yeah, the Barclays. All right, so I'm trying to get you educated on all this stuff. Yeah, so the Barclays, do we have that around here? Because we've got the Barclays Center, but I, I never see the Barclays. Yeah, there's Barclays Bank. I mean, there's the, It's a bank, got, but yeah, we don't have it around here, right? No, we don't have it. Do, do uh, they have any in branch Philly? Down here. Not New York. Maybe Philly. Maybe Philly. I don't know. I just haven't Cer- seen it. Certainly New York. I've been familiar with the Barclays for a long time because you know a golfer they've sponsored for mm-hmm. many years. Barclays? Yeah. Jordan Spieth? No. Phil Mick? Phil Mick. Okay. There you go. Yeah, he had a Barclays shirt on for right. a decade. Right. I was I, like, what I, is that? I'm curious to know if you remember this one, too, and it's sort of like an English piggyback question, so I'm just going to give you two in a row. What country won the 1995 Rugby World Cup and inspired a major motion picture? Is the major motion picture called Invictus? It is. It Matt is Damon called... might be in that? Matt Damon. I just wanted to say Is Morgan Matt. Freeman in that also? Yes. The best is Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman played, played Nelson, Nelson Mandela. Mandela. When, you think I've seen this movie and I have not. When <laughs> when Nelson Mandela died, a Russian news agency <laughs> put the picture of Morgan Freeman from the movie Invictus up as <laughs> the memorial, which I, I think is one stuff. of the. You can find that uh, that that YouTube video of the uh, <laughs> the eulogy that this woman gives. I love when news agencies Nelson. make mistakes. <laughs> That's the best. But do you remember? Do you remember Petty, what country? Did, did you see what happened with Tom Petty when he passed away? So what country? Well, yes, but oh, they got it wrong. But you got to get the country. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm going to be guessing at it. So no, I'm just trying to you think. just said Nelson Mandela. So, oh, did you say what European country? No, not European country. What country won the world? Uh, the Rugby World Cup inspired a major motion picture. What I said was English. You said something. I said there's a connection because English sport. So rugby. Being, gotcha. Yeah. So South know, Africa. South Africa. Yeah. That's right. So it was one of the few times. I that thought you had said it was connected to uh, European sports. It was one of the few English times sports. the All Blacks in New Zealand did not win. Uh, the oh, rugby okay. World Cup. So that was the huge upset. I've kind of. You know, gotcha. The bringing, All Blacks. Bringing from Australia. There. Yeah. Well, no. From New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> I got that wrong against last Australia time. last time. Yeah. <laughs> if you're from New Zealand, it's like. It is funny sometimes getting things out of your head once you, you know. It's funny. Like when I see Alex Smith quarterback, and I'm like, hey, this, this guy's not that good. This guy's not that good. And then he just keeps winning games. 11, and like, 11 years, like, his teams win like 10 games every season. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, this good. guy's not any good. Because nah. I saw it once. Yeah, and like, he's the same age as Aaron Rodgers. So wherever you think like Aaron Rodgers is in terms of how long he's going to keep playing, and what records he's going to – like you got to remind yourself that Alex, Alex Smith, Smith could be around that long. It's exactly the same age. <laughs> so the only difference is he's got many more miles on him because he played right away, whereas Rodgers waited for three years. Right. So, you know, that's – but I don't think it matters at quarterback. Smith's never had any major injury. I would say that Knock I, think, on wood. I think Rodgers still has, what, five years of peak? Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, the way well, athletes keep themselves – yeah. yeah, well, that's the whole thing. 
So Rogers, same way though, man. He looks good. He looks sharp. He looks. Yeah. There's no slowdown there. He and, he's he and his every dog year. look like the best of friends. That's all I know. I want to. There's nothing better than a quarterback with Aaron Rodgers yeah. and that I mean, dog. He got that from Farf. Who had that dog in the commercials? Fantastic. I'm Who a... throws a football to a dog? <laughs> I mean, you can't. How can a dog even catch him? That I, my commercial dog made hit no my dog in the sense. face and the nose. She'd be bleeding. That made no sense. Screaming it. And there's no other. Yeah, there's nobody else with him. It's just him and his dog, and he's throwing a football around. It's a great commercial. Like the two of them in slow motion with their mouths like wide open, going over a cliff. Like, I don't know. I, I was a big fan of that commercial. Oh yeah. And at the station, I have to watch it. I don't know, 150 times a day because it's on five screens. So it's like Roger's dog, Roger's dog, Roger's dog, Roger's dog, and then like it'll change, and then next commercial break, Roger's dog, Roger's dog, Roger's dog, because you're seeing all the games at the same time. So the screens that are not games are usually Aaron Rodgers and his dog. So, there you go. Uh, I'll throw one more back at you, or are you giving me one? Uh, let's see. All right, you go, and then I'll, I'll finish it off. All right. Australian, and not New Zealand, Australian Margaret Court is a Hall of Fame athlete Athlete in what sport? Tennis. All right. You did know who she was. I was surprised. Well, if your last name is Court... It's just kind of. But wouldn't you think she's the person people go to all the time for like the all time? T- I never hear her mention, and she's won an insane. It's because of the amount. Her, it was before the open era, wasn't it? Yeah, but still, like yeah, I, but tennis took a reset. So it's like it's like baseball before nineteen hundred. Okay, it's the open era in tennis. They just reset it, and fair enough. So Margaret Court. Congratulations it, it, to you on all of your success that nobody knows. Right, about. that's why the, you know when you talk about tennis, you, you go back to Billie Jean King. I saw that. And, I'm like, this woman's last name is freaking Court. It's Court. Her last name <laughs> is Court. It's like, you, you know, uh, the last name, the maiden name of Moon from, yeah, 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 <laughs> from uh, Buzz Aldrin. Like, how is that? How is she not the most famous person in the history of the sport? Like, yeah, Margaret Court. I don't know. It's crazy. So, good. All right, so. Did you see? I hope you didn't see this. I really hope I got I got to you first with this. They're gonna name the World Series Most Valuable Player Award. Okay. Did you see that? They're gonna give it. You know they call it the Cy Young Award. They don't call it like the Pitcher of the Year Award. So they're gonna name the MVP award okay. for the World Series after a person. Okay. I didn't see this. Great. I could give you. I feel like a hundred guesses, and you would not get it. But start throwing out some people's names. They you know. I'll start you along, like maybe the Mickey Mantle award. Is he, is he a Yankee? You you would almost think he's got to be, right? Because they've won twenty seven freaking right. World Champions. So the first person I would think, well, because Mantle had the eighteen World Series home runs that like forever was the record. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean the Mariano Rivera Award, the Whitey Ford Award, most wins for a pitcher, right? Something like that. I don't know. I mean, is it a Yankee or not? Because that's I would only start there. It's not a Yankee. Oh, <laughs> so it's like so I'm like. And the name is like, I mean, this is a cornerstone baseball name. It's, Stan Musial? This is not a guy who, I mean, you know, all-star every year. Well, the Cardinals for have won the years. second most. So right? if it's so not the Yankees, I'd go you got to the Cardinals, right? Stan Musial? Like, nope. And then you're like, all right, well, so I see this name and I'm like, that is the last guy I would pick for this award. I, did he even, how many World Series did he win? So I go, I look it up. He won one World Series. What? <laughs> in a sweep, in a 4-0 sweep. So it was never, but I could give you the thing that gives it away. He might have made the most famous play in World Series history. Is it a Red Sox? Nope. Okay. He might have made the most famous play in World Series history. Kurt Gibson? Nope. The catch. Willie Mays? Willie Mays. Okay. The World Series MVP award is going to be called the Willie Mays. I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't know. I mean, I know he's, he's only won one World Series. Okay, wait, well, one one, but he's Willie Mays. He's. I mean, that's one of the most famous. But names. you're putting his. Save his. I, I get it. He I should be it. the National League Most Valuable Player Award. The Willie Mays Award. Yeah, he should yeah. be the Willie Mays okay. Award. I'm fine with that too. Okay, but I, I'm not one to. You know, ah, but you, you got to give this to a Yankee. Is it, you know, and you know, I loathe the Yankees. Yeah. but I mean, it, this should be the Mariano Rivera or, or the Whitey Ford or somebody. You know. I don't know. I love Willie. Don't get me wrong, but uh, that is weird. He, he won one <laughs> World Series. <laughs> one World Series in a four right. zero sweep. I got one more before we move off of sports, and we'll try to speed up the last uh, last fifteen minutes or so. Um, this I thought was fascinating. In nineteen forty seven, James Bruel of the Frontier Oil Company held a contest to name his pro football team. The winning entry connected the team to what legendary frontiersman? 
So basically, to get this guy's... You're going to have to start all, all over right. from 1947. the 1947. James Bruello, B-R-E-U-I-L, okay. of the Frontier Oil Company. So this okay. guy owned a company called the Frontier Oil Company. He okay. put out a contest, and he said, name my professional football okay. team. And the winning entry tied a frontiersman to the Frontier Oil Company, and that's what gave name to this team. Okay. And they're still around today. Oh, yeah. Good one, right? Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's too early for the Cowboys. (laughs) That's that's what I figured a lot of people would guess. Yeah, I mean, that's where you go right to. That's what I figured. Yeah. That's That's what I'm hoping. But because we know that Landry was the first coach of the Cowboys, you know that that's got to be too early. And we've had that recently, so right. I'm hoping people... Well, that's why you got to play every week, that's folks. Right. That's right. All Process right. of elimination. So you got to start thinking around, huh, what could this, what could possibly be? What kind of team could possibly take their name from a famous For- frontiersman? I'll also say I did not know this. And I pride myself on knowing a lot of stuff, and I was shocked. Even with all this information, nothing's nothing's coming to me. Um, you know, I wonder if I had just I could eliminate all thirty-two teams. If that would, <laughs> you want East Coast, West Coast? So I could put your head in the right place. Well, I guess I was thinking of that Frontier Oil Company. I was thinking in the middle of the country, and is that where? I'm... Nope. So that's why I'm not getting it. Yep. I'm thinking of the Midwest and the and like Texas, East Coast, but not a major city. Okay. That's been around that long? Yep. Part of the reason I was shocked. Didn't even know the team was around that long. Didn't even know the league it was part of was around that long. Didn't know anything. This is an NFL football team, right? Yes, but it didn't start out as an NFL football team. It is now, though. Did it start off as an AFL team? It did. East Coast, not a major city. This is unbelievable. It can't be the Eagles, can't be the Giants, Jets, Steelers. Oh, the Buffalo Bills? Wild Bill Hickok. Damn. Buffalo Bill Cody. Not Wild Bill Oh, Buffalo Bill Right, okay. Buffalo Bill Cody. Buffalo Bill Cody, right. So the, the Frontier Oil Company... Right, Wild Bill Hickok was the... Right, right, right. Aces and eights, dead man's hand. But Buffalo Bill Cody was the famous Frontier, and the Buffalo Bills were born out of that name. Yeah, that's great. For the Frontier Oil Company. Good one, man. First owner. Cha-ching. All right, so let's move on to some geography history. I'm going to start you off with one, and I know know you know this answer, Nick, but I just love the way this question is worded because it cracked me up, and... Gotta, have we been here? We, you got to remind me if we've passed through here or we've actually been there. I feel like I have, but I can't tell if it's in my dreams or not because right. we went to a lot of cities. Las Vegas, if it were run by Ned Flanders, is a famous description of what Missouri tourist town? Branson. Branson, Missouri. No, I've never been to Branson. Okay, so there you so go. I so don't. we haven't. I don't think I have either then. I feel like we but might But I'm have. fascinated by it. Got to go. I, yeah. I got to We've been it. close. We've talked about making the trip to it, but it's very out of the way. Yeah, and I know, like, you know, with the Vegas tragedy, we'd be reminisced not to, to mention it. And all I can tell you is my whole theory on this, folks, is it's a short life. you got to love every second of it, and thank God every second that you have. And, like, my heart goes out to anybody who had to suffer through that because it's just ridiculous. And I don't know what to say. I mean, everybody's got a political agenda behind everything. I, I, I'll take that moment to just throw... Well, I just hope I don't hear you know. any of the uh, religious people coming out and saying, oh, you see, you know, oh, Sin well, City, yeah, like somehow they deserve it because of the fact that it's Sin City or something like that. And, I, yeah. You know, that that's what really, when religious people try to get donations based on the fact yeah, that there's a tragedy, that's, that but, makes but me sick. But buy my buckets of survival gear, please. But you can't expect a politician to come out nah. and say anything because they are too one way or the other. And obviously Hillary is gone after the NRA and this and that and I, I don't know that there's a solution I, I don't th- I, I always thought Sandy Hook was the thing that would have done it and it didn't even come close and it didn't even come close and, and gun and, sales went up folks <laughs> I mean, and, and and the stock prices on guns are through the roof there, even there, after this tra- every time something like this happens 44, people go out and buy 44 guns 44 deaths in Ireland last year by gunfire there were 10,789 in the United States 
Uh, did I see a statistic that half of the firearms in the world are right here in America? In the US, that yeah. makes sense to me. All right, moving on. Uh, you got one for me, and then I'll throw one back at you. I love that it's Vegas if it were run by Ned Flanders, though. I mean, that's the description <laughs> of France in yeah, history. Makes sense, too. It's right on. All right, what 1957 event sparked the space race? Sputnik. Do you know about, yeah, the launch of Sputnik. Yeah, so, do you remember the first animals in space? The first dogs. Yeah, Laka or something? Laka? Laka, right? Belka and Strelka were their names. Were they dogs? They were dogs. Are you sure? Yeah, yes. Let's look that up. I'm positive. Belka and Strelka. I don't know. I, I, I remember a dog you, named Laka or something like that. I'll bet you money. Were they the first Soviet, mice? Soviet space dogs. During the 1950s and 1960s, USR, USSR used dogs for suborbital and orbital space flights to determine whether human space flight was feasible. In that period, the Soviet Union launched missions with passenger slots for at least 57 dogs. The number of dogs in space is similar as some dogs flew more than once. Most survived. The few that died mostly through technical failures. That's sad, according to the parameters of the test. Well, I got it right here. The dog Leica. A notable exception the is Leica, the first creature. dog to be set into orbit, whose death was expected from the onset. But uh, Strelka and Belka... So didn't you ask me the first dog? But I don't know, where, where was that in, uh, Was that officially in space here? Here's Belka and Strelka. Belka and Strelka spent a day in space aboard the uh, Korbel Sputnik 2 in 1960 before safely returning to Earth. Uh, and Leica became the first living Earth-born creature other than microbes in orbit around Sputnik 2. So one was in... I don't know what the difference between those two is. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> I think Leica is the first dog in space. Some call her the first living passenger to go into space, but many suborbital flights with animal passengers passed the edge of space first. She was known as... I don't know. Well, the, the, <laughs> Do you know what the American media dubbed Leica as? This is the greatest thing. I'm so glad I got to that one little fact. The American media dubbed her as Muttnik. Oh, Muttnik. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Who was Muttnik? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Muttnik was, what, 1960, and then the Soviets were also the first to get a human in space in 61. Yep. So they were all over us early on. I believe, like, Yuri in 55 was right. when, you know, we started... Talking about putting a satellite in space, and they got one up in '57. They Isn't got it, wasn't Yuri Gagarin? Yeah, Gagarin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was a '61, the first guy in space. So they were all over us early, and then I think what happened was the U.S. just was like, "We're going to get somebody on the moon," ah. and that's how we'll. Here's Stroka and Belka. They were the first to go into space and, and come, come back. back alive. Yes, there you go. Leica died, right? So, so. Leica's the first one in space, but didn't return, right? So Strelka and Belka came back. But the but reason, the defend, you know why I that was a one-way trip. They never expected to get Leica back. I know those names because of Head of the Class. Do you remember that 80s sitcom show? Uh, Tyson's wife. Yeah, yeah. Robin Givens yeah. was one of the stars of it. So they did an episode, the first American sitcom filmed in Russia. They filmed yes, an episode I rem- I in Russia. I absolutely remember that episode. And in that Russia, it was the this debate team from this super nerdy yeah. like uh, you know class against the Russian debate team. And... Did they try to smuggle jeans back or, so, yes. or something like that? Ar- Arvid and yes. uh, Dennis were the two stars of the to the USSR. Tried to smuggle Beatles tapes, blue jeans, yes, and, yes, and yes. Like, you know what they uh, thought was the cliche things that uh, Soviets wanted. Coca-Cola. So, right, right. So they, they went to the like Space Museum and they read about Strelka and Belka. And then the last question they had to answer in the trivia contest against the Soviets was Strelka and Belka. And Arvid or Dennis couldn't remember... He remembered one of them, and then he couldn't remember the other. But then when Arvid uh, showed up uh, because he got lost in Russia and came in late to the debate, so they didn't have him during the whole thing, he saw him and said, Belka! And and they, the they Americans, won. of course, you're not going to do that whole episode, and the Americans <laughs> don't win. <laughs> no. Come on. Back then in the you know in the 80s, there was no, like, oh, we'll let the Russians have one. Like, no, this was we, like, we had to be this was like the return. academic Rocky. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right, I got one more for you before we move on to the final category of entertainment. Um what is the name of the urban trend-setting district in South Korea? I know this. Thanks to Psy. Yes. Gangnam. Gangnam. That's right. <laughs> Gangnam style. style. The Gangnam district. So yes. Also the most viewed YouTube video of all time. We've never mentioned Psy in no. the whole thing. No. Totally <laughs> forgot about him until just then. I mean, that was something else. He did follow that hit up with something called, like, yeah. Gentleman. 
You know yeah. that one? Yeah, I know Gentleman. Mother I like the father, video, too. Mother, mother father, father, Gentleman. Yeah. I like that one, too. I got yeah. I, I got like all his stuff. He's a big talent. Yeah. He's <laughs> a big talent. <laughs> all right, let's move on to entertainment. Um, I love this one. That was uh, great. Do you know the... um? What's that hole? I want to say it's number 16 at uh, in Phoenix, and it's like a stadium. And the golfer, it's a par three. Okay. Have you seen this? And they can fit like 30,000 people in this stadium around this one par three. Awesome. And then the golfers hit, and then the place goes wild. It's sure. like the one spot in golf that they allow this type of stadium. So it's like just people drinking all day. It's great. And you know in the stands, they're betting on which guy's going to hit it closest. Oh, so there's sure. roars on everything. So this one guy hit one close, and it was right around the time of Gangnam Style, and the golfer like threw his clubs down and did the Gangnam Style. <laughs> he did like the, and the crowd just that, erupted. That, that horsey, uh, oh yeah, he did like all the way to the green. Yeah. <laughs> it <was laughs> it's like, a good thing. You know? That was great. That's I love great. the Gangnam Style. I don't yeah. know. I want to hear it. That's uh, hilarious. Uh, all right, well that's a good one. I got I got one. I think you might know this only because you heard the interview uh, that I found this piece of information on, but it's fascinating to me. Um, 7, 17, or 27 years. How much older was Anne Bancroft than Dustin Hoffman when they filmed The Graduate? 7 years, uh, 17 years, 27 years. How much older was Anne Bancroft than Dustin uh, Hoffman? She wasn't 27 years older, so that let's let's forget about that. Uh, let's see. The Graduate. Mm. I think she was playing like a 50-year-old woman. He was right out of college. I, you know, I haven't yep. seen the movie in... Probably about ten years, but that's absolutely right. Just graduated. He just college. graduated college. That's called the graduate. The graduate. There you go. <laughs> and then his, uh, she was his mother's friend or something, maybe or his father's friend, something. Uh, so she was playing a fifty-year-old. So that, but I'm gonna Dustin Hoffman in the thirty. I don't know. The, you're asking this question. I think it's funny that they're only seven years apart. Yep. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> there you go. He was 28. She was 35. Okay. I didn't think he was that old, but I, I, I could have put her at 35. Either. You, I thought she was older than that. You were all over it. They tried to make her like a you know late 40s, middle-aged housewife. I don't think anybody's going to get that. No. I think, I think everybody's people going are going to go 17. Everybody's going to go 17. That's why I put it in the middle. So she was only 35? 35. He was 20, 27. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Or 28. I mean, that's insane. And that... Yeah, <laughs> and they—that's Hollywood for you. You know, what sure. I mean? We talk about that all the time. Like nine oh two one zero, all the actors are in their late twenties. Oh, uh, right. Gabriella Catarice. Catarice is thirty years old. Right. Is she the head of SAG or something? Is she? I, I was looking. I feel like she hasn't some... had a job since she was uh, Andrea. Let's give her a second here because we had that conversation about how old those kids were, and I looked her up for something, and I was like, wait, she's the head of. It seems insane that, that that would be right. But she does something that's interesting. Oh, my nice. God. She is the vice president of the Actors Union. Sad okay. After. Oh, so she's the vice president. Okay. Yeah. She assumed the position How of she acting president of the union following oh. the death of Ken Howard. Oh, okay. So she is the president. She was elected SAG after president. Yeah, she's the head of the union. <laughs> is that insane? Uh, has she done anything since then? No. I guess politics. I haven't seen her in anything since Nino. Oh, sure. well, she was Sharon in Dimples, released in 2008. Never heard of it? Never heard of Dimples. Plot 7, she played Amy McCarthy. The Toy That's... Warrior, she was a voice. And in Malpractice, she was Ellen Robertson. Who, who's making these films? She was in Code Black as Nurse Amy Wolfowitz, obviously an Irish woman. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. She was in 12 Wishes of Christmas as Sandra. She was in the middle as Colleen, released in 2013. Longmire, Barbara Bowman. All right, so I apologize. She's Make it or break very it, ac- she played a doctor, Nick. Oh, you Not know this? any doctor, these just are, doctor. These are these are probably all Lifetime Hallmark shows. That's why we don't know what they are. I bet you it's one Hallmark Lifetime movie or whatever. Is that the same channel? CBS School After Break Special, ABC After School. There you go. It's all, it's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, fantastic. so she's a working... Uh, Actress, but hey, I'm not in any of that stuff. How about she's the president of the union? <laughs> That's a better job than any of uh, the shows. You Isn't know, that, she uh, played Diane Geller in the event in 2011. I mean, wasn't Ronald Reagan the president of say? She did an episode of Criminal Minds, Nick. Okay, it's pretty impressive. Stuff. <laughs> that is 
hard to argue with. I mean, she's getting paid scale. Andrea. She's getting paid scale on a Andrea. daily basis. All right, you got anything for me? I'll give you one more and we'll get out of here. Well, you know, we, we obviously highlighting Tom Petty. Yep. But uh, they do come in threes, as they say. So I wanted to see if you, you knew this. We lost half. We did. This week. And I wanted you to tell the audience who Hef will be buried next to. Marilyn Monroe. Well, how about that? Unreal. Is that perfect or what? God bless you, Hef. Do you know the short story about the how the magazine got its start? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. He had a thousand bucks and like. I think he, it was a thousand of his own money. Right. Okay. But I think he might have gotten a few thousand, maybe from his parents. Okay, like a loan. A little bit. Right. And he spent it all. On some naked pictures of Marilyn Monroe. Yep. Every dollar. <laughs> and and printed rest, a magazine. And the rest was history. And the rest is history. Yeah, the stories of <laughs> everything Playboy are so unbelievably but, legendary. But really what kicked it off episode. was that Marilyn Monroe. Oh. Those I, pictures. I mean, that was there's it. There's no question. I mean, He's like, I'll buy these pictures, mass produce them, most, and I'll most be people, Most I'll men our age, first naked women experience was Playboy. I know mine was. I mean, my dad had a whole stack of them. Not to out your dad, but you did. And you still, oh, really? You still have the same stack of them. Oh, boy. Yeah. I know, I know where <laughs> they've been saying, including the Madonna full nude issue where she had, like, armpit hair. As many of the times as I've been over your house, you never broke out dad's uh, Playboy uh, collection? Nah, I don't want to go anywhere near that. Okay. Area. <laughs> okay. Clearly, <laughs> it was disturbing. Uh, but yeah, there was. Yeah, a lot, there was there's a lot always of time one I... kid in the neighborhood whose dad's cool and lets him. Uh... Oh no, no no! I had a buddy whose dad used to buy my dad and all the other dads in the neighborhood adult films and magazines. He was like <laughs> the guy who went to New York and, and he would come back. He would come back and like they, we'd have like a whole parents, kids, well, everybody. It's come funny because our generation, like, we don't talk about that kind of stuff. No, nobody's no, ever making nobody's making trips. No, we got the anywhere to internet uh, porn, folks. It's keeping the world alive. I don't know. That, we'd all be going crazy if that was taken away. Let's let's <laughs> be honest. It, it's done good things. It's done positive things. Um, all right. Anything else you want to get out before we uh, end this Quizzo Trivia podcast, which was one for the ages. Yeah, I got one more. 26. All right, go ahead. One more. Ten points each if you can name any two of the four hosts of Let's Make a Deal. Ten points each. Name any two of the four hosts of Let's Make a Deal. Monty Hall. Monty Hall. He's the guy that created it. He's Rest dead in peace. We have a lot of dead people on this episode. Yeah, but those guys are making it to their 90s. So uh, no nobody's, complaints. you know. Nobody's sad when you've yeah, made yeah, it to your exactly. 90s, folks. I mean, Hef, that guy did it all. Monty Hall, 96, something like that. Good for him. Yeah, I can't I can't argue with that on any level. So there's um, been three other guys that have hosted uh, Let's Make a Deal. Yeah, I don't years. know any of them except Monty Hall. You don't know the current? I didn't even know there is a current. Oh, this is a guy you know. This is a guy, I actually thought you were a fan of this guy for some reason. That's what's making me... Drew Carey? He does Price is Right, but Alec Baldwin? Um, Steve Hart? This is the reason why white people like Brian Gumble or something like that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne Brady? Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. (laughs) Wayne Brady makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the line you're looking that, for. That's what it is. Yes. Wayne Brady. I know something like that. Brian Gumble, who up until Wayne Brady was the whitest person anybody had ever seen that was black. Look like Malcolm X. Make, make Just, him, why do white people like Wayne Brady so much? Oh. And, and the answer is well, there, he there makes you go. Brian Gumble look like. Yeah, it's the best. Chappelle, shout out to Chappelle Show, which is just. Oh, uh, so he's the current host. And uh, there was a guy named Bob uh, Hitton, who I've never heard of. Okay. And for one year or two years, maybe, good old Billy Bush. Hosted, let's make a deal. Billy Bush. <laughs> yeah. The, gr- the grab him in the private <laughs> yeah. conversation, Billy Bush. Yeah. Isn't it sad that whatever that guy he does, didn't even say that. Be, <laughs> he didn't, didn't even say, say it. it. He just heard it All and he wasn't said was, immediately he outraged. Said, uh, how about a hug for the. How about a, how about a little hug for the. Oh, man, I've heard this. Uh, I have no idea. For the Bushy. How about a little hug for the bushy? <laughs> he goes, how about a little hug for the bushy? That's him on that video. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But he, will, he will forever be known. But contact us, because if you want to host a Quizzo uh, game, we will get you set up, Bill. I think you've got a Quizzo hosting future. People will come out to see you. So Yeah, he's had a rough year. Man. 
All right, folks, that does it for me. My name is Drew. For Nick, that is this week's Quizzo Trivia Podcast. We will see you next week, everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. They both could afford He found a nightclub He could work at the door She had a guitar And she taught him some chords The sky was the limit Into the grave said it always played from the heart he got an agent and a roadie named Bart they made a record and it went in the charts the sky was the limit his leather jacket had chains that would jingle They both met movie stars, party to mingle.